listening to the Boston Podcast Network. Go to pod617.com to check out our full lineup and learn about our podcast production services. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a war? The time has come to introduce you to Enemy Lines. Five, four, three, two, one. I love New York City. The reason I live in New York City is because it's the loudest city on the planet Earth. It's so loud, I never have to listen to any of the shit that's going on in my head. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Three run home run for Bucky Dick. Red Sox never let you down. Baratek and A-Rod going at it. How do you like them apples? Yeah, what's up? We're back, baby. Enemy lines. Oh, it's a good morning. It's oh, a good morning. I don't know. There's a couple of reasons it's not so good. <laughs> One, this horrible headache that I have. Thank you. Oh, but for for a great cause. Great cause. You gave great. yourself. Congratulations, Dave. Thank you. On the launch great. of uh, pod617.com. Podcast Network. The site is live. We're on it right now, virtually speaking. And yeah, good night last night. I'm paying for it a little bit this morning. Mm. Uh, had that um, horrible moment where you're about to get into bed and realize you don't have any Advil, and then you convince yourself, oh, I'm not that bad, and then you wake up at 3 a.m. with a headache. This happens to everybody, right? No, yeah. Yeah. When you're 80 years old. Right. But no, it was yeah. a great party, man. And Thank you. Awesome location. Fenway Johnny's. Fenway Johnny's. Yeah. Yeah. Grand opening of that as well. Yep. Brand new uh, location. Um, uh, it was the opening night for Fenway Johnny's, sort of not by design, but it took them a while. <laughs> To get uh, their liquor license and whatnot. Kind of key for a bar outside of Fenway yeah, Park. we kind of thought you need a liquor license for our party and all that. And, and they uh, came through. But yes, proprietor uh, John Karen's very cool, and that guy's been around the Red Sox for years and years and years. And um, they are not a paid sponsor yet, but mm-hmm. you should go go to Fenway Johnny's, located conveniently <laughs> just down the street from Fenway Park at 96 Brookline Ave. Memorabilia, delicious bar food, and all the drinks you can shove down your gullet. Fenway Johnny's, check them out. No, it was great. It, it's like, I mean, you're a Very New York cool guy, place. so you don't necessarily love all the Boston memorabilia in there, but there's a lot, a lot of cool shit, right? No, no, it felt like one of the like bars, like stands outside of Yankee Stadium. It was a good place, and yeah. <clears throat> you did a great job. Thank you. A lot of great um, podcasts on this network, which we are proud here at Enemy Lines to be one of those. So. Yeah, uh, but anyways, good to meet some of the guys you're going to be working with and uh, celebrate the launch of this uh, this great enterprise. Well done. Thank you. One final note on John Karen Fenway Johnny. Um, I said the worst thing in the world I could say to him because I, I, I had a chance to see the place as they were building it and uh, you know kind of halfway done and they got some of the sports memorabilia on the walls, but you could tell that he was he's shooting for a, a more upscale version of a sports bar, right? So I said to him, you know. You probably don't want to hear this, but it really reminds me of Cheers. Like the Cheers, <laughs> and he he kind of he looked at me like I just told him like, oh, I man. I ran over his cat. Like you know, um, <laughs> I mean, and I said, oh no, don't take it the wrong way. I know like that's a cliche. Like in Boston, everybody hates Cheers yeah. the, the, or the the actual Cheers, which used to be called the right. Well, they the chained itself thing. out. Yes, right? oh, yeah. big time. Now, he big didn't time. want to be like he was running a Friday's. No, but yeah. you meant it. You meant it. It's a comfortable place that people would want to hang out. No, but also if you remember in the show, it was it was always called a sports bar, but it didn't quite right. look like a sports bar. It no. looked nice. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and a little empty. Yeah. I tried to go incognito last night. By the way, you know the Yankees and Red Sox were playing yes. during the event, so I sort of sat in the corner, and then finally the the 
Sox took a lead, and I I just said fuck it, and I I put on that's my when you put on the hat. That's when I put on the hat and. The, I literally walked up to the bar, and uh, every single person behind the bar started looking at me, kind of yeah. like, what are you doing here? Yeah. But yeah. they served me. I think only one of them spit in my whiskey, <laughs> but that was just, you know, because she didn't think I was looking. But By the way, we didn't say who we were. I'm Boston Dave, and that's uh, New York M- Milt or Mike. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yep. okay. Enemy Lines, uh, we're going to be talking. I mean, this is this is a... Uh, in. In my mind, the yes. perfect time for us to be to be relaunching our conversations. It would have been better <laughs> two or three days ago, or maybe April twenty. Well, look, I mean, yeah. technically speaking, your two party took place. The MLB. They are the two best teams in Major League Baseball, tied for the uh, lead in the American League East, and tied for that best record until yeah. last yeah. evening's massive festivities and the uh, Yankees broke it open. And you heard me allude to this last night, but you know, Fenway Johnnies, they've got that. How would you describe the the big screen? The big screen is really it looked to be four like huge. Oh yeah, it's uh, huge. Four huge flat screen yep. TVs dominates that, a wall that are placed together to simulate one enormous TV. And of course, they had the Yankee game on, and so we were doing a few live podcasts. And Chachi Lopret of Back to the Beatles, uh, find it at pod617.com. Mm-hmm. Um, nice plug. He was telling one of his Beatles stories, and in the middle of it, you could hear everybody kind of go, oh. oh. <laughs> so, and he can't <laughs> see the huge TV because his back is to it. And I, so I said to him, they, don't, they didn't hate your story, Chachi, but the Yankees just scored. And he said, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. It's you know, priorities. But right. yeah, was, uh, we didn't really get to watch the game all that closely because the, the event was going on, but we did catch uh some of the end and it was it was apparently yankee stadium was literally rocking like it was october which is a little ridiculous because it's a new stadium it shouldn't literally be rocking but (laughs) yeah um, that's a good point it was swaying so yes i'm embarrassed to say because of the the party and everything i didn't i missed some of the details although we you and i saw the the big moments at the end together and i just sat there in shame but um it was, who, it was who, who are the starting pitchers? I don't even know that. Uh, you had Tanaka going for the Yankees, yeah. and because David Price apparently has a hangnail or something. No, no, no. He has David Price. I don't know if you heard this. He got bumped I from his start actually. and yeah. might go on the DL because he... Oh, there's your phone. Oh. Because... You want to get that? No. I don't even know where it is. Do you? No. Does anybody know where my phone is? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I see it. Hold on. That's impressive. There it is. You Anybody know what good? this is? Let's see. David Yaz, hello. Let you know that we have been granted a limited health enrollment period for a few weeks. So you no. <laughs> Go away. Screw you. Please, this is the third fucking time you've called me this week. God damn it. Does that happen to you? Yeah, you get these robocalls. They're it, all over the place now. I think it's ever since I registered um, the Boston Podcast Network as, you know, a, a registered company in mass i think my oh. number is on all these kind of lists and shit. yeah you got to get on the do not yeah. call list yeah. yeah anyway i was Tana- saying uh, david you lost price david price has hemorrhoids or something carpal tunnel syndrome oh. carpal tunnel syndrome that see my buddy came up to me last night and he had a he had a brace on and and he's i said what is that he said carpal tunnel just like david price and i said <laughs> what are you talking about yeah i didn't know uh, apparently the red sox are officially denying that it is is because of video game playing mm. that he has carpal tunnel syndrome. But how the hell else is he going to get it? Oh, my God. Video games. Well, I guess... It just continues the David Price success story yeah. here in Boston. You should be yeah. so proud. You want you want, <laughs> you want want to lose a starter over something a little manlier than he's that. The, he's the antithesis of Chris Sale, and we can't, we can't get them both 
doing their the good thing because they get they both have good and bad. Like Sale is is lights mm-hmm. out, but mm-hmm. but he's so skinny he gets tired at the end of the year, and Price is just a freaking he's a wimp. Mess. He's yeah. a mess. Yeah, he's a so you had to move. You had to move Porcello up, I think. So Porcello started last night. All Neither right, Tanaka yeah. or Porcello were pretty good. Um, they they both threw a ton of pitches, but there was seesaw and back and forth. Yankees were up, Red Sox up, back and forth, back and forth. Then the Red Sox took a late lead and brought in your stud Kimbrell. closer, K- Craig Kimbrell, who I found out this morning. By the way, I don't know if you know this. He has never had a four out or more save. Ever. That can't be. Can no, it? never had a four out save. Not uh. just this year in his career, apparently. Which that doesn't sound. I don't right. think that's true. I thought I remember. Maybe having... I read that wrong. But... Um. Well, anyway, that's not his thing. That's for sure. No. And... and they brought him in for five out save. Have you ever had a player on your that you root for like that? Like he's he's like, uh, you know, he K- Kimbrel is the leader in terms of I'm not saying this well. He just broke some kind of record for oh, the quickest right. to 300 yeah. or something like he, that. He has a chance to pass yeah. Rivera, which is which would piss me off. And on a, a good day, it's like you just think no one's going to hit anything. He throws boom boom boom, save close yeah. the door. Yeah. But there's always for some reason this guy, I I still don't trust him. And it's like it must be frustrating to be a closer because you can be good 90% of the time. And people will remember the one out of ten, or the, even the one out of fifteen. I hate that guy. <laughs> you I hate really Kimbrel? I hate him. I, well, I hate him because he he normally is lights out, and he does, isn't yeah. he the guy with the dangling yeah. arm, and, and just yeah. drives me up and crazy. But yeah. that's why I'm bummed we weren't watching closely last night because I would love to get a, seen him get his ass ripped. Um, Brett Gardner apparently a lot of good ass ripping talk <laughs> on enemy lines. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, I'm trying to see who the starting pitchers are today, and I'm failing. We got CC for the yeah. Yankees, and you've got. Let's see, you had Eduardo. It's Eduardo. I found yeah. it finally. Eduardo Rodriguez. Okay, so you didn't. You didn't. You're not going to face either. It's a three game nope, series. No, nope, right? no sale. You don't or Price. So you don't get either of our first. So I'm not well, even counting this series. I would have wanted to I don't face count. Price. He he sucks. I mean, He's... no, no, he sucks. I mean, you can't count on that guy. You suck. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> he he's uh he's so trick-or-treat yeah but look but and was, the yankee yeah. starters i gotta be honest i mean look this is we're 17 and one yeah and wait what what the this is sort of symmetry didn't yeah. the red sox start 17 and one uh um, i think they did no well we lost opening day and then won. i don't think it was 17 i want to say more like 14 or something like that uh, it might have even been 17 okay well, well whatever it is point taken this is um we are back man yeah this hell is, yeah and it's it's um, it's ugly in a way. You know, you had yeah. the Joe Kelly thing. You know, with the Tyler Austin. We 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 didn't podcast after that, but right. there's a little bit of bad. blood. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just yeah. enough bad blood that people are going to wonder if something's going to get sparked. You right? know, what, you know what I decided. Joe Kelly could have grown up around here. He's got he when his jersey was ripped open and his his begoggled face was no longer begoggled. He looks a little like a Wahlberg brother. He, really? Yeah, if you look at what he, with the fire in his eyes, it just looks like he could could have been about to say, "You want to go? You want to fucking go?" What's, what's going on with this Wahlburgers thing? They opened up one near me. Yeah, is this this is, is a thing? Is it a is it is a reality this... show that makes burgers, or is it a burger <laughs> shop that happens to have a reality show? I I don't know. I've never had a Wahlburger. That, that's that's file that under. Like you know, Boston people doing the Freedom Trail shit. Yeah, we were, we were near. There's but one near Fenway Park. Yeah, there's a Wahlburgers. I mean, yeah, and, and um, I don't know. Whatever, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I just when I think Wahlburgers, I think like meaty boogie nights 
12 inch penises. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want any I don't want to eat anything near that. It's not yeah, they don't have the Dark Diggler burger, but but <laughs> they should. uh yeah. And you know what's the dumbest thing about it of all? If their name was if they were if their names were Baldwin, if it were the Baldwin brothers, would they start a burger joint? Yeah. No, because their name's Wahlberg. So literally, somebody this, just yeah. <laughs> my- you guys should do Wahlburgers. <laughs> Great idea. Well, I guess it's working. Winner. They're growing. They are. They're our new sponsor. Wahlburg. <laughs> nah, um, I've never had one. Maybe they're good. Yeah, do I know? Maybe we'll have to reserve judgment here. Yeah. Uh, Wahlburgers. If you want to send us some uh, product, yeah, we will review it on air sure. and give it our honest opinion, and then. Take your money. You enjoyed a tasty burger last night. I did. Right that place rocks. Yeah. Maybe it was there just because we were starving after the event, but tasty burger worked for me. I gotta give you credit. Wearing the Yankee hat and uh Judge hits the three run homer and you st- stood up in the middle of the burger joint <laughs> and rejoiced. <laughs> and I was about to be like, I don't know this fucking guy. Cause I cause I could have been implicated just as much. Yeah, like, you're the Yankee was... fan. And who who are you, asshole Sox fan, who brought this Yankee fan here? That's a good point. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I just decided. I watched a game recently here in Boston without my colors. And I felt, uh, and first of all, they lost. Yankee Red Sox crushed us. And I felt like I, it was my fault. Right. And yeah. I needed to, to show a little more pride. And I just tried to be a little bit quiet at first and then wasn't. Um, I think I, in the 70s, 80s maybe uh, I would have been petrified to go into Yankee Stadium wearing a Red mm. Sox hat, and also almost well still I wouldn't I, I would never like go crazy jump up and down. Um, sorry for those pings. Uh, <laughs> we got to work out the pings in the show. Um, but nowadays I feel like it's different. I feel like it, it's it's the rivalry ha- is back, but. I don't feel like maybe it's because crowds generally are more upscale at, at Major League Parks. Now, I think right? I think it's changed. Yeah. When we, in the seventies, you know, tickets were less expensive. You had yep. you had. I think people are paying good money to go to the game. They don't want to get booted, but at the same yeah. time, it's probably not smart for me to be wearing paraphernalia out late night near Fenway Park. Well, probably not a good call. No, or yeah. Um, especially since if someone came after you, I would have ran in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. So, on your own, buddy. Um, I remember one game I went to in Fenway when I, I must have been in my 20s, and the Red Sox were, I think, losing to the Yankees, and there was a Yankee fan in the bleachers who was walking up and down the aisles, clapping his hands, screaming, 1918. This was obviously oh, pre, pre-2004. pre We can't do that anymore. It, well, to this day, I, I'm upset at myself for not punching him in the face. Like, you don't... <laughs> I mean, come on. What I mean, you know, would would um, I don't know what would be the similar chant in New York. You know, we can't chant like Dave Roberts or Dave. something or A Rod. Two thousand and nine. Or... Yeah, it just doesn't yeah, have the same yeah. ring. Yeah. Are you scared about this team? <laughs> well, about the Sox? No, but the Yankees. Oh, am I scared? Which is one in the same. I I think uh, you know we all have the recency syndrome where we go by what we just saw a little bit too heavy. Um, when the season started, I thought you know maybe the Yankees are reverting to the norm because my whole thing was in the in the off season. A lot of the yahoos around here were like, "We do, well, the Yankees have surpassed us. We're not we're, we the, you know they're a notch above us now." And that's they, ridiculous. They li- people literally forgot that we won the division. So, right. so and, and you like, add you yeah. add we JD had, Martinez. Yeah, JD. I mean, and you, you both added a slugger, right. and so I thought at first maybe and your age- slugger's been better than our slugger, which is interesting. Yeah, um, that'll that'll calm yeah. down. You know, that'll, yeah, it already that'll, has. Yeah, and so, but um, 
my thing was, yeah, are the were the Yankees actually that good last year? Because sometimes teams catch lightning in a bottle, and then they have that step back year in their progress. But I mean, what the hell? Best two records in baseball. They were they were at the top, both uh, near the top of the division last year. Yankees making all kinds of noise in the postseason. Red Sox not so much. But so why we shouldn't be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised if either team won. Yeah. I Yankees, guess. look, this is recency bias. You're right. I mean, yeah. we're 17 and one, so yeah. things are going well. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a hole in the Yankee lineup. I mean, every oh, every night, go. yeah, it's it's very true. Every single night, it's a different guy. Last mm. night was Brett Gardner, who has been shit all season, has done nothing. He's the hero. Yeah. Neil Walker, who had been hitting like 110 for the entire season. Has literally sparked rallies in the last five wins. That's Every single guy, top to bottom, and now this Glyber Todd Torres, Wa- Todd Walker's son, maybe. Uh, no, Chico Walker. You wish, you wish. <laughs> um, yeah, we're studs, and and look, you we guys, got no holes in our lineup. No holes. Now somebody's going to get hurt, but the the team we it's we're feeling pretty good in the Bronx right now. Well, you, you should be you should be terrified. I feel fine. Um, you the all the, pl- the young players. Well, most of them anyway. That you said had petered out on the Sox last year, or now no, stepping it up. right back. Except yes. for uh, Bradley, Jackie Bradley's been terrible. But yeah, well, it's still still. You know, last night up. apparently again we weren't watching this close, but yeah. uh, they got out of a jam before the Yankees came back. They walked Mookie Betts to load the bases to get to Benintendi. Which mm. look, Betts is you can't. We're going to talk later about. Red Sox and Yankees players we hate. Right. You can't hate Mookie Betts. I can't. I yeah. want I, I cannot. He's just a lovable, yeah. smart, fun, amazing baseball player. Yeah. Don't hate him. Yeah. Ben Intendi, I'm reserving the right <laughs> to hate. There's something about that guy you I want to hate. Start with the hair. That's yeah. I, that's I'm sure that's yeah. it coming from my bald yeah. pate. I want to fucking hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you you walk your leadoff hitter yeah. to get to load the bases for Ben Intendi, who's not exactly a you know an easy out, but you don't want to face like, bets in that situation. But it yeah, worked. Sure. But it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mookie mentioned in the same breath as Ted Williams recently because he, um, it's like every stat that sounds amazing is also deceiving. But bets past Ted Williams in terms of three home run games. Oh, Mookie has already. Mookie has four. And Williams <laughs> only had three. Um, but it's a weird thing. He's like great. What, like I mean, Mark Witten hit four home runs in one game. So that's the guy. I mean, I I think um, Hanley Ramirez has been a bigger Yankee killer probably over his career. Yeah. But I don't mind going up against Hanley Ramirez. It's bets I don't want to see up at yeah. any point with the game on the line. And I guess that's why they that's why they walked him. It, was, it turned out to be the yeah. right play. But. Hanley, I have no confidence in Hanley. Every time I. And he's not that bad, but every time he gets a big hit, I'm like surprised. I'm like, yay, <laughs> Hanley! I, just because I don't know when when he was not on the Red Sox, I thought he was this stud, like super talented and everything. Because we had him originally, you know, we traded him to get I think Pedro Martinez. I think was he in the Pedro Martinez deal? And or really? yeah, our, our stat that, team uh, looked that, look up. that up. Right? Uh, yes, but um, and. Then with the Marlins, you know, I I thought a perennial uh, all star. Yeah, he was. Um, no, no, yeah. he was a get. And he got here, and he and just he just, just kind of yeah, he just kind of like he was like Manny Ramirez light. Like he was he, he had the spaciness and the sort of quasi laziness. And, and um, he's got some he's stats, got, you know. Yeah. I mean, he puts up some numbers, but he's not he's not a star. I would much rather face him, even though he does tend to beat the Yankees to a pulp. But who do you? I mean, I know you hate. 
the Yankees and the yeah. proverbial Yankees. Yes. But when you look at this team right now, mm-hmm. who do you hate on this team? Like, is there anybody that you look at and you go, yeah, oh, God damn it, I hate. Uh, yeah. Who? I don't know if there is. That's it's weird. Now, this is a weird moment, right? Yeah. Um, the Yankees wait, are easy to hate, and yet there's nobody to hate. On the Yankees right now. I don't, yeah. I mean, the pitchers are all sort of faceless. I mean, like, I don't like CeCe's about there, but I don't care, really. Love um, CeCe. Oh, yeah, by the way. CeCe is the Yankees our, right now. Our uh, research team checking in. It was a different top-line pitcher. Uh, would you like to guess? The Red Sox traded a young Hanley Ramirez to, uh, uh, an, well, you can guess what team it was, right? The, the Marlins to get a pitcher who uh, led us to a World Series title, as a matter of fact. Denny Nagel. No, this is a guy who actually um, beat the Yankees to win the World Series one year. A.J. Burnett. Danny Nagel. That's funny. <laughs> no, you really don't know? Who was it? Marlins. Came from the Marlins to the Red Sox. I'm won liking. the World Series with the Marlins. Won the World Series. Uh, Josh Beckett. Oh, uh, Mercurial Josh hated Beckett. Hated that guy. And he owned, he owned he the was Yankees in that series. And he yeah. was a douche, too. Yes. Right. Yeah. He flamed out. Yeah, so um, who was, who's the no, guy, you don't, you who's don't the guy who picked a fight with... Um, Oh, Tyler Austin. Yeah, but I don't see. Hey, he's I, if, a I can't, if I can't think of his name, I can't hate him. That's what I'm saying. I don't hate Judge. I don't hate um, the Gregorius. Sanchez. What about Sanchez? Sanchez may yeah. he's young. He may be somebody you end up hating, but not yet. Yeah. Maybe see? that's why you hired Aaron Boone so we could hate the manager. But I don't even hate him. Can't, I don't can't care. Hate Aaron Boone. Yeah, he's right. Just a guy. You're I, right. It's weird. It's it's, it's weird. a weird moment. Now again, success starts. You can't hate Didi Gregorius, right? I mean, it's no, like I hating actually, Mookie Betts. You just don't. Every time um, I hear his name, I actually smile because I think of the Duran Duran song, Notorious. Greg Very Gregorious. good. Did they do that at the stadium? <laughs> no. Because, oh, no. because my cousin Mikey told me he was at... No, I, I, it was either... I'm going to mess up the story because I don't know if it, he was in Fenway or at Yankee Stadium, but whatever the... There was a dude who was such a huge Yankee fan... He would sing like a little jingle when every guy came to the plate. And so when Gregorius got up, the guy stands up, he goes, Greg, Greg, Gregorius. <laughs> my cousin's like being the music buff, was like the only guy in the stadium who got the joke. That's and impressive. Pretty good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the interesting. I got plenty of, you know, I hate, I think David Price is hateable. I think. Uh, yeah, we hate him too. Right. I'm telling you, Ben <laughs> Intendi's on that, like, going to be hateable. He's on that yeah. edge. So I'm looking forward he's, to that. He's on the douche train. Right. It just hasn't left the station yet. <laughs> Kimbrel. Yeah, I, I got I got yeah. plenty I can hate. So I've got yeah. more to chew on here. But okay. regardless, look, Yankees are in first place now. The rivalry's on. The rivalry's on. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the Yankees are gonna lose a game for the rest of the season. That's not gonna happen. But yeah. uh tonight. <laughs> what? I can't hear you, Mike. Oh, it's good to be the guy with the Does buttons. Does not appear to be the case. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good start. Yep. I think uh, you and I are going to be at each other's throats probably for the rest of the season. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. I mm-hmm. think uh, neither of these teams look like they're about to fade anytime soon, unless injuries strike, God forbid, knock on whatever. But uh, yeah, what, I'm loving this. Before, I'm loving this. Before we go to break, just what... Um, is there something sort of... Uh, I used to like the new wild card, new-ish wild card, system where the one game playoff it, yeah. it made sense to me this so but isn't there 
like it all depends on wh- how your teams are doing. Like now, if the Red Sox and Yankees continue pace and sort of surge, and they continue to be the two best teams, it's kind of like, well, this is kind of sucky. One of them's going to have to play this one game. Yeah, game. the one game playoff sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a going flip. Yeah, it really is. But that's that's the way it is. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we just happen to be crushed in this division, and I think. I mean, right that's now, in, the, in the old, you know, in the old days. I mean, that's what happened all the time. There would there would be teams that won like ninety eight games. And Cleveland is winning the Central Division round with an 18 and 18 record. They're literally know, 500 and they're winning, they're leading their division, which yeah. is, which is, that's just a shame. Like, if you look at things like run differentials and all the other stats, the, the Red Sox and the Yankees are just head over heels ahead of them, everybody except for the Astros. And the Astros are great. And we just won three out of four in Houston. Underrated Go Go song, Head Over Heels. That, that's a quality that, one. Yeah. Go Go's actually. I played the Go-Go's for my kids in the car the other day, and they actually kind of were grooving to it a little ah. bit. Yeah, how about that? Um, Timely. You might have to play that as we uh, as we exit this segment. Well, I'll put the pressure on the uh, production staff here. But, <laughs> a little uh, last minute. you got to be uh, on it, man. Yeah. That's how um, it rolls. Anyway, we're going to have some fun as this season progresses. There's no doubt about it. I think tonight you got a chance to tie it up. If not, a yep. commanding two-game lead going mm. into June. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it was... Um, it was depressing to, like, again, recency bias. The Red Sox were like sixteen and one or whatever they were. Oh, it looked like it was. You were it, was like, it was over. They're never gonna catch us. <laughs> you know, um, this is this is the biggest Yankee streak I've, of my lifetime. I, I don't remember. Seriously, you yeah. were seventeen and one. Yeah. That's that doesn't happen. It happens oh, sometimes. Go. By the way, this is captioned on the internet as "Head Over Heels." H e a l s. So Got if it. you're worried about healing. Now, well, who was head over heels? We're head over heels in love with this rivalry or something? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't remember what it was. It doesn't was. matter. I'm head over heels for you, Dave. Enjoy the Go-Go's for a moment, and we will catch you on the flip-flop on Enemy Lines. Hi, doctor. My brother here is pretty sick. What's the problem, young man? Help. I need somebody. Okay, so what hurts? Well, woke up, got out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. Uh, right. Then what happened? You got that something. I think you'll understand. Is he talking solely in Beatles lyrics? That's right, Doc. It's getting better all the time. It's not, Doc. Ever since he started listening to Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette, it's Beatles 24-7. Ah, look at all the lonely people. Get Back to the Beatles? Yes, it's a podcast on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It took me so long to find out, but I found out. Please stop singing Ticket to Ride. Uh, That was actually from Day Tripper. You too, Doc? Gotta admit, I can't wait to log on to pod617.com to hear Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette. I give up. Goodbye. Uh, You say goodbye. I say hello. Make sure to check for the latest episode of Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Enemy Lines. Milt is bopping. Pretty good. I got to compliment you, by the way. This is the first time we're taping in the the pod617 man cave studio. Yeah, the... um Undisclosed location, the secret. Um, Your apartment is literally, I mean, it, it, it is a man cave extended to an yeah. entire domicile. It's very impressive. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Rock uh, memorabilia, sports memorabilia, random attractive female <laughs> shower curtains. Okay, so I will defend my shower <laughs> curtain, all right? I happen to have a shower curtain that is an artsy photo of an actress, and it's, uh, what's her name from The Big Bang? Kaylee Coco, is that mm-hmm. how she pronounced it? I think it? so. I think the so. Big Bang Theory. She just happens to be nude in the photo. It's very tasteful, tasteful. and artsy and... But man, prominent. It brings out the um, you know inner maleness or whatever that word is, the testosterone, and everybody that visits my park is like, "Hey, hey Dave, <laughs> shower curtain." <laughs> I'm going, uh, and then it's everybody makes the same joke. I'm gonna spend a lot of time in your bathroom. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it's, but the, the entire apartment, I do, I feel, uh, I feel cozy. It's not very nice, very nice. A nice way of putting it. It's it, 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 no. Almost, I mean, I mean, as a man cave, it makes yeah. me feel like I belong. That's that's it is it's, the a, it's a compliment, cave. right? It all yeah. works. So, so what are we doing here, Milt? Well, you know, I figured since we were talking about um, hating current Yankee players, which is so hard for you to do, that yeah. we tap a little bit of the past here because you know we need to stoke our flames a little bit. If we can't truly feel hatred for the Yankees of the present. I'm sure you feel them for the Yankees of the past. So I figured what we'll do today is put together our lists of the top three Red Sox and Yankee players we despise. Yes. How about that? Here's, I, love it. I want some playing music. Well, at least a drum. Uh, a drum that roll. Works. No, we got it. We got to play music. We're, well, let's. Um, we used to have a segment called "Set the Lineup," right? So this is mm-hmm. this will be a mini lineup. But one through three, you got your leadoff hitter, you got your two, you got your your three hole. Is that, that works all right? For me. Yep. All right. So here we are. At in uh, Loge Box Ten, you know where we are. We're sitting in one of those seats that is always fucking empty behind home plate in Yankee Stadium. You guys still haven't figured that shit out. Well, you charge fifteen hundred dollars a seat. You know it's a little tough to fill sometimes. Right. Okay, then. Would you like to go first? That with Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox, I hate. Well, why yes. don't I start with number one? You know number what one. I decided to do with my list. I don't know if you're going the same way, but I'm. I, I'm not going to choose the what the Red Sox that just consistently beat us. Uh, you know, I could easily throw David Ortiz on there. I hate Ortiz. But no, that's know, that's. I'm the, not that's going there. Possibly the most feared Sox. That's very Sox, different, right. and I yeah. hate him for what he did. Yes, but there are Red Sox I hate more at that at their core yes. than than them. our equivalent would be the Jeter. And, so, and and the, his stupid little inside out swings that yeah. I'm gonna give you number my number three. All right, here's number three. I select Mr. Kevin Millar oh. for the number three spot, oh. and then I'm sure you're wondering why, right? I like this pick actually. I do. I thought "Cowboy Up" was the <laughs> stupidest fucking slogan of all time. And all of a yeah. sudden, the t- it was the 2003. That was 2003. So you guys had the last up, laugh, which yeah. is why I I am selecting this particularly. Okay. Uh, with you know with glee. Right. Millar bounced out this cowboy up thing, and it was the Red Sox rallying cry, cowboy up. And Millar was yeah. you know he was a good player, a decent player, but not yeah. a, not the yeah. team leader you want when you're trying to be a stud. And Cowboy Up was showing up everywhere on your posters and your T-shirts and all that. And ultimately, end who was the one that uh, who put Cowboy Up to its final resting place? Yeah, whatever. Uh, Aaron Boone, Mister Aaron Boone, current Yankee eh, manager. Whatever. So um, anyway, I, I Millar bothered me because he. It's um, a good pick. He's annoying. W- he would annoy just, me. He annoyed yeah. the hell out. Well, of there me were a lot of season. there were a lot of annoying players on the Sox that season led by Millar. There was a lot of silly Johnny Damon's another one. Oh, yeah. But you probably have mixed feelings about him. Very mixed. But um as do we. But um well, you got the best it was out. a weird it was a weird team because it 
I later found out uh, through an article written in the Globe that there were a shitload of God Squatters on that team, led by Trot Nixon. Yeah. Um, I remember Mike Myers and uh, Myers was the lefty, and then we had. A, I remember there was like a Mike Myers, and there was a righty version of Mike Myers. Oh, Mike Timlin was in there as well. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember. And, Timlin was a sock for a while. Yeah, but I remember look, there were like a dozen guys. Now and like it was like a right-handed specialist and a left because Jesus needs a right-handed specialist <laughs> and a left-handed specialist. So, but Millar, yeah. And just to finish the thought on Millar, that he it would have been even more annoying if you had been to a game of family where they did the rally karaoke guy. Oh, so you know what that is? I so, vaguely remember that. So. You know, that was at the period when that was Vogue, like the Angels had the rally yeah, monkey. Yeah. Just stupid right, shtick, right. but, you know, gets the fans going. So someone unearthed a uh, video of Kevin Millar lip-syncing Born in the USA as, like, a teenager, okay? And got a laugh out of it. And so they put it on the screen, and it's, it's time for the rally karaoke guy, and everybody laughs. And cl- You know what bothered me about it? Can you guess? It wasn't karaoke. Oh, it was lip yeah. syncing, which is very different, <laughs> very hugely different. different. They they came up with a label, yeah. and it was the wrong label. Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, hey, it's karaoke." Okay, no. Ugh. Ugh, well, it was better than Cowboy Up, and I do think yes. Cowboy Up kind of led to a lot of these now teams pick slogans. You know, the Yankees last year had the thumbs down, which I actually loved because there was something actually. Wait, what was that? I don't, I don't. You don't, I don't remember think that? I, no. Oh, this was oh. great. I was actually at this game. So there was a random game in which, remember that Tampa Bay got wiped out by uh, a huge storm last year and had to play yeah. a home game against the Yankees at City Field, the Mets stadium, last year. Mm-hmm. And so even though we were playing in Metsville, in, which is our backyard, it was a Tampa Bay home game. So all of the, the, the music and all the stuff playing on the scoreboard was all Tampa Bay stuff, even though the game was being played in New York, which was mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, Yankees rallied Todd, uh, Todd Frazier, who's now met actually hit a double to score run. And all of a sudden on the big scoreboard, they show this big bearded guy standing up somewhere behind home plate with a scowl on his face and a (laughs) thumbs thumbs down. down. Yeah. And the Yankees love, first of all, the crowd started laughing hysterically and the Yankees loved it so much that anytime somebody had a big hit and got on base, they turned to the dugout and gave a (laughs) thumbs down, which was that I loved. That was lovable. That's cool. It didn't carry over into this year because Frazier got, you know, they cut him and stuff like that. But yeah, but uh, those things make sense. Cowboy up. What? Uh, it was a country song, I guess. But that's he, but that has nothing like, to do with your team. That didn't. No, it's a rallying cry. It's it's, uh, it's like you need to cowboy up it. and do I hated what you got to do. And I hated him, so he's, right. he's my number three. Fine. What about you? Give me my, one. Uh, Give me one. Give me a Yankee. My uh, number three choice on the list. Here it comes. There's a moment here coming. Oh, is this Roger? No, you weren't listening closely. This is actually Reggie Jackson's final at, at bat oh. in Fenway Park. Now he's on the Oakland A's, which I should have asked you. You probably wouldn't have gotten it, but his final. Now, now team. if you listen carefully, you can hear. You hear the chant? Barely. Is, are they saying Reggie sucks? No, they're saying Reg. They, 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 oh, they're was, saluting him. Final at bat, so. I'm still Reggie, surprised. Reggie, which, um, yeah, so maybe that was a weird clip because that's wistful and sympathetic. But, yes. Reggie. Yeah. Reggie Jackson, um, because, um, well, first reason is that he, he killed us. Um, my first tragic um, 
memory as a Red Sox fan was the one game playoff, the, what's commonly known as the Bucky Dent game. But um, Reggie Jackson had a great year that he had a home run in that game. And he epitomized the sort of swagger of the Yankees. And like, even though he was, you know, a, a, a free, actually, you know what? He epitomized everything about the Yankees as far as we were concerned. Oh, he yeah. was a high priced free agent. He uh, thought too highly of himself. Oh, he was an um, ass. We all know. Yeah. He was an ass. And, and um, which was famously, um, well, for me anyway, famously exposed in a Sports Illustrated article that came out probably 10 years after he retired or something. Do you remember? It, it was. It was just kind of what Reggie's up to now. And first off, it had a photo of him as a rookie with his shirt off for some reason. And he looked like a little, almost skinny kid. And then they showed him in present day, you know, at age like 48. And he was buff as hell, like sort of unnaturally buff. So Uh clearly... Uh-oh. He couldn't let go, and yeah, he must have got on some special mm-hmm. vitamins. But the, but the anecdote at the <laughs> beginning of the story, which I, I, who knows who wrote it, I don't remember, I have to go back and look, but um, it was nicely written because the writer said, so, I, so um, I'm with Reggie Jackson, and he picks, and he says, I'm going to call Ahmad Rashad. And so um, he gets on the speaker, and he, he dials the number, and, and the voice on the other side says, who this? And Reggie goes... Ahmad, who this? How you? Why you talking like that? You don't talk like that when you're wearing your fancy suits on network TV. Oh. And then on the other end, the guy's like, oh, "This isn't Ahmad. I'll I'll go get him." <laughs> right? And it was a, it, for some reason it was just typical of like Reggie trying to be cool post post. Um, mm-hmm. He the article sort of painted him as a guy who was clinging to his. Thing. He's a he's a center of attention guy. There was right. a big moment. Straw that um, serves the drink. Do you remember back in um, in '96 when uh, the Yankees made the World Series? It was Joe Torre's first time ever appearing in a World Series. I think it was. So yeah, as soon as they clinch, the camera turns to see Torre in the dugout. But Reggie is actually in the dugout with them, and he takes off his cap. Yeah. To go hug Torre, mm-hmm. but it clearly was he was taking off his cap so you could see that it was him. Oh yeah! It was so clearly he yeah. was. Pl- Here's this genuine moment that Tori's about to have, yeah. and Reggie can't help but put himself yeah. in it. But but look, the only reason I'd negate your choice is for the Reggie bar, man. I mean oh. that was a cl- oh, and that, that to good? me. Oh, yeah. I loved the Reggie bar. I loved it, was, it. Loved it. It was a glorified Baby Ruth. Yes, correct. Square. It was and instead yet, of long. Yeah. It just I remembered every time. I mean, I was a kid and yeah. I was worshiping that team. Every time I got that bar, just put a huge smile on my face. Just it, looking at the the picture of him, tor- you know, he's, he oh, used yeah. to swing and in, into this kind of pretzel, right? And it, yeah. that was his. Stance. Oh yeah, with the yep. with the and the the stirrup socks like yes. super high and yeah <laughs> yeah. But it, I could see why it was it, almost like a Heisman trophy. It was almost like a Heisman trophy pose. The uh, his legs crossed. That's right. Yeah, and um, like well, that that would have been a Jordan, right? Like yeah. you know, if he had yes. his own, that that was his Jordan, that his, little pose, his that icon, silhouette, his right? his logo, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to quickly follow up on a couple of things you said, our version of the taking off the hat back in the day for the Patriots, the New England Patriots, was tight end Russ Francis, who was for many years between him and Steve Grogan were like the only two like shining lights on the team because the team sucked and. Francis, what had these sort of the swarthy good looks, like almost like Tom Selleck, like long hair and beard and mustache, right? And he was known for taking his helmet off. And they used to ask him, and he said, "Well, I don't have the most comfortable helmet. It doesn't always feel comfortable, but everybody." 
assumed it was because he wanted his face on camera because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you're playing football. If you keep your helmet on, that you can't really you see who it exactly. is. And so <laughs> I remember going to the games as a kid, entire section yelling, Francis, put your helmet back <laughs> on, you bum. You suck. You're not that pretty. How about catching a ball? Oh, it was great. It was great. That's it. That's then again, it. Howard Cosell called him all-world tight end Russ Francis. Mm, all right, so. Cosell. Well, there we go. I, I understand your choice. Yes, right. your turn. Red Sox. You don't want to do a snake? No, let's do mine. That's fine. My number two. All I, I just can say two words. You're going to know what it is. You ready? Yeah. Bloody sock. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting choice. Kurt, Kurt fucking Kurt No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I guess I'm, uh, oh, that deserves no applause. Um, <laughs> Well, you definitely know, I might be, what I said I might be applauding your choice. Kurt Schilling was a Yankee killer. So yeah. in a sense, I am choosing, I'm saying that I wasn't going there, but I am for him because he deserves sort of a special place. And and maybe I'm cheating a little too because part of the hatred, I think, comes from his post-Red Sox career. Yeah. He's just, he is an asshole. Well, many people up here share that. And, and, and yeah. his teammates, actually. If you talk to yeah. teammates of his, he was not beloved. Right. I mean, he was he was a little bit of a showboat, right? Some yep. people claim the bloody sock was a fake. I don't think it was. I mean, oh, he had, he no, had no, surgery. No, 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 that no, thing no. was that thing was. No, there was one announcer. It might have even been Kevin Harlan, if it wasn't. Sorry, Kevin, but who sort of fell for some joke that he he was like talking in the clubhouse with the players and said, "So that bloody sock." And someone said, "Oh yeah, catch up, catch up." Like, and yeah. they were putting him on, and the and the broadcaster said it over the air, and afterwards everyone's like, "What are you?" And that, no, it was not. No, it, it was, was it was the real deal. I get it, and he but, was but, amazing but, in that series. But the but legend, God. the legend, was grew larger than what had actually happened. I guess right. Like in other words, if he had had the procedure and it didn't happen to bleed through the sock, it wouldn't have been as big a deal. <laughs> but because there was a little blood on the sock, it it became. But come on, that's you know when uh, the so it was his legend becomes the truth. Print yeah. the legend, you know. But he's such an ass. First of all, yeah. you know he sold the sock. Did he really? He apparently lost all his money in oh, some yeah. video no, game so company. We, oh yeah, we we that was big news up here. Yeah. He, he he went to he went to Rhode Island to start his company because they gave him a, a better tax deal or something. That right. was a big deal. And he he shot high. He hired like fifty employees right off the bat or whatever it was. And according to him, produced some good video games. But within how a short amount of time the company went bankrupt and he lost oh he lost everything. he yeah. lo- he pretty much lost everything he had and it's then amazing. since then he's gone literally off the deep end he's he is so far in the right wing nut house yeah and i heard he's apparently he's running Alex for Jones senate Jr. Uh, for you, I did hear that you, you this state of massachusetts has got to hold the line you know don't he let made, that happen no he made I thought he made that announcement, and then I did. Rem- he back off. I, I haven't heard anything about it since. No, I don't um, know if anybody on the broadcast has been listening, but he's been fired from ESPN yeah. for what is I think it was anti-homosexual rhetoric. He has been. No, you know what it was. I'm pretty sure transsexual, maybe. No, he retweeted. Oh, that was one. I think there was one about like you know the co-ed bathrooms or something. Yeah, right. But then there was also one that said it was something about killing reporters. It was like a bad joke about how reporters deserve to die or something like that, and and he, but he like retweeted it. I don't know. It was he's more than just like a Trump supporter type thing. I mean, he's he's definitely become like right wing radio at its at its worst. Yeah. Um, and whether you agree or disagree with conservative politics, he's not he's not even you can't call him a conservative. He is he is far right, and I don't know what he's trying to use his celebrity 
you know, from his baseball days yeah. to, to somehow make him relevant in the political sphere. And it's just not. He doesn't – I don't think he speaks intelligently. I think it's, he's ruined his legacy instead of celebrated it. And I, it might I keep always him the hated thing. the guy, but I hate him now. It yeah. might. Yeah. It might. Which I but think he is said he might run for president someday. I mean, that just if that's where we're headed – Kurt Schilling represents the worst of Red Sox in my mind. If that's where we're headed, oh, yeah. I think we're, we're I think we've arrived. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if Donald you ask, Trump is if you president. asked me if I wanted Schilling as president, I'd say absolutely not. And said, "Well, do you want to stick with what you've got or go with Kurt Schilling?" I'd go, <laughs> "Well, jeez, do I want to get punched in the nuts or smacked in the face? I don't yeah, know." That's a tough one. Yeah, well, anyway. Schilling announced he was going to run against Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. He announced that in two, 2016, but I swear to God, I haven't heard. Anything uh, about it recently? Well, but maybe you better he's still hold running. the line, my friend. Yeah, he, any of my Massachusetts friends listening here, do not fall prey to your love of the Red Sox and just pull that. He's pull that he's the level. classic example of the guy I absolutely loved on the field and just don't care. For, I just ignore the off the off the field stuff. I have to. It's 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 sports. I'm not rooting for his political. I'm not rooting for his ideology when he throws a fastball. Yeah. I'm just not. I can separate it. Some people can't, but my um, hatred for him on the mound because I, yeah, he was no, killing us has transcended that. Yeah, it, it's so a, it's he's a good my choice. number two. He and just to finish the thought, he started that downward spiral still during his playing days when the Red Sox won the World Series. He's the hero, and at uh, I forget which it might have been two thousand. What what uh, Bush uh, George W. When was he in office? Oh God. He was uh, uh, 2000 and... You know what? It doesn't matter. Wait, yeah. they, the basic thing was they asked him... What, it was 2000 to 2008, I think. They, okay. So, right. So it could have been either World Series. But they asked him, what, what, what was more meaningful to you, Red Sox winning the World Series or Bush winning the presidency? And he said, definitely Bush winning the presidency. That might have not been the exact question, but his, the point he was trying to make was, well, this is important for the entire country. But to Red Sox fans, it was like, shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Socks. Shut up, socks. Yeah, okay. Uh, my turn. Give me your number two. All right, number two. Let's go with, this is my sort of sleeper annoying pick. I don't even know how many years he spent with the Yankees, but um, Jim Layritz. Oh. Jim Layritz, that, <laughs> that, that little punk who. He was a Red Sox for a while, wasn't he? Was he? I think he had a year in a Red Sox You're not confusing him with Johnny Gomes, are you? No, keep going. Kind I'll of the research same that. You, right, keep you look that up. Um, Layritz, to me, epitomized the guy who carried himself with the swagger of someone who, like Joe DiMaggio, and he was really like um, mm -hmm. uh, Vince DiMaggio. Uh, no offense to Vince. Anyway, and not even. Layritz, for some reason, they, they used to call him Elvis, I think, because he walked or he strutted around like Elvis. He had that stupid bat twirl. Yep. And yep. and then just to make me hate him more, he actually did come through um, famously, I keep using that word today, but famously against Mark Wallers. 96 in, World Series. And the Yanks upset the Braves in the World Series. But can't like, hate him because, I mean, I can't. You can't hate him. Like yeah, he's hateable. He is hateable. That's the I way. Yeah, um, and uh, and then afterwards there was some. Do you remember this? You might remember there was some. Do you have the info for us, uh, Milton? I actually what do. do Surprisingly, too. Yeah. He, 1998 he played put, 52 actually very effective games for, for the, the Boston Sox? Red Sox. I would not have remembered that. Hit uh, 267, eight home runs, 24 RBIs, a good OPS. That's impressive. Yeah, but I mean, it was half a season. That's it. I challenge you right now to um, 
go back and forth with players who have played for both teams. But you only get two seconds, well, so it's going to go faster. I'm not going to do that right now because it Damn relates it. to my number one pick. Oh, right. So we're going to hold on. All right, so Jim Laritz, and the last little thing about him was, which um, he, he I, I want to say maybe even in that World Series, that wasn't game seven, was it? No, 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 that was they were down two games to nothing. Okay, and they hit he hit Wollers in Game Three yes. to bring the Yankees back into the series. I think if I've got that right, Wollers was seen later under a bridge wearing a straitjacket. Um, that's how he <laughs> ended his career. But that's still one. Blair- the, the main reason I like I'm the only person who seems to like um, the announcer. Um, and I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, Former player? No, no. Uh, Joe Look, Buck? Joe Buck. Everybody uh, hates Joe Buck. I, I hate that him. call. I love him because he went, yeah. going back to the wall, we are tied. That's pretty was good. Joe Buck calling that shot. And ever since then, I've loved Joe Buck. Oh. I love his voice. Love him. Well, what did you think about Joe Buck when Pedro twisted John Zimmer to the ground and Joe Buck said, that is just awful. <laughs> like, get off your well, fucking he learned high to, horse. He learned to keep his mouth shut. Over I time, just, right? Uh, and now he just he lets the action speak for itself. A I bit don't more. like. Wait, I just think he's got podcast. a great sports voice. Well, someone said, I really do. Someone I love said, the guy. So I was pressing somebody on it, like, why do you like him? And someone said, when you hear his voice, you know it's an important game, and that's true. But mm. that doesn't necessarily. I, I agree it with that. It doesn't mean he's good. It right. just becomes synonymous with it. Right. It was right? almost like, like Pat, Pat Summerall. Oh right. my God, that's Were weird to say, that? <laughs> to say that. Yeah, because Pat Summerall. I always sort of assumed he was good. If you really listen to things he'd say, people say he was a drunk. He never really said That's much exactly at all. exactly right. But his voice sounded like you knew you were watching an important Sunday afternoon game. Exactly. The Redskins right. and the New York Giants. I used to say, I love the way he said Clint Didier, the <laughs> tight end for uh, Redskins. And the pass is complete to Clint Didier. <laughs> anyway, we're off the rails now. Um, so Jim Lairitz. Oh, I never even said the final thing I was going to uh. say. It was like in, in later in the series, if I'm not mistaken, he went to the stadium and the security didn't believe it was him and wasn't letting him in. And then finally said, no, 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 that's that's Jim Lairitz. Let him in. And as he's walking in, he screams to the security guard, you ever heard of Mark Wallers? <laughs> <laughs> See, to which the security guard it. could have said, eh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. He's had a rough ride, I think, since he uh, he stopped playing baseball, too. I think he's been in like car accidents, he's been maybe been in jail. He's, in, he's had some he's had some bumps. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's me. Okay. Is it All uh, right, my final, final hated bag. Red Sox. And the reason why I didn't want to answer your question. And this isn't fair. Yeah. I'm really cheating now. This isn't fair. I don't know where you're going with my this. My number one yeah. is because Mr. Jacoby Ellsbury. What? This Dave, is weird. Dave, there are bad contracts wow. and there are horrible contracts. Oh, this is an interesting pick. So you're you're hating him while he's I'm on your team? I'm hating him less for what he did on the Red Sox. And by the way, he was a oh, sensational pick. player for the Red yes. Sox. And that's why I'm adding him far, to this list. Yeah. He was he, he was, was fantastic. He was, he was an all-star. Led us to one World Series. Solid. Yeah. All round player. Even Great had a little guess, yeah. even had a little power, I think, on one or two seasons yeah, yeah. when he was playing with you guys. Mm-hmm. We signed him to oh my God, one of the richest contracts in baseball history yep. at the time. We let Robinson Cano walk mm-hmm. so that we could sign Jacoby Ellsbury. And he has literally provided nothing mm-hmm. to this organization. To the point that <clears throat> he's still signed. He is a Yankee. That's weird. He keeps getting hurt. Yeah. And thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Because if he didn't get hurt, we would have to roster him. Right. And if we had to roster him, 
somebody who's contributing to this no holes lineup that I'm talking about right. would have to go down. How much did he play last year? He played a fair amount, and and to his credit, he got better towards the end of the season, but mm-hmm. he was just a huge, huge disappointment. And so I always think of him as being just like you were sort of saying before. I feel like he's been a plant. I think the Sox, <laughs> yeah, the embedded, the Sox uh, knew Sox. exactly when they were getting rid of him. They knew he was going to fall apart, and we fell prey to it. Yeah, and you, you're. Uh, we talked about that off the off the air, but um, not making oh, my list. Right, we uh, honorable mention hated Yankees for me, Ramiro Mendoza, because he was just. I hated him because he was one of these good understated guys uh you know not mariano rivera but he would come he could go two innings he'd go four innings he'd go one inning and he always shut the red sox down and he he comes over to the red sox and promptly sucks just sucks um well the problem with ellsbury is he he doesn't truly suck he's just constantly hurt and he's there and the problem is that's not good enough and you feel like you have to play him because you're paying him yep and he actually does damage by being just slightly below average, which is what he's become. Here's a theory. Is he a victim of the post-steroids era? Meaning Ooh. a guy like that in the past. Oh, not that he not did that steroids, he was on it, but he could have been healed. Right. 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 Yeah, um, maybe. I, he's got that sort of wispy frame, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, he was... Yeah, you file him you under... two series with you guys, by I the way. I did say two. Oh, Go back did? and check yeah. the tape. Yeah. You no, were talking no. over me at the time. I do that. He was a yeah no he, when he was a rookie in 07, he and Pedroia down the stretch got an unusual amount of playing time and actually were very key to winning that that World Series. Uh, it was that was kind of easy over uh, the uh, Colorado Rockies. Well, he pisses um, me off. But, okay, but hey, all just, right. What he he's almost pissing me off in advance because the Yankees are going to have to put somebody down when they bring him back up, and it's, it's not going to help us. It's going to hurt us. It's, so there it is. Where's your nut? Give me that's one. That's the way it goes on one. the Yankees. Did you hear what he said, everybody? The Yankees are going to have to put somebody down like a horse, <laughs> like a horse that has to be put out of his misery. That's the way it works in the Bronx. Here's my final pick. Number one, most annoying Yankee of all time. If you're a Sox fan, you should probably be, exp- well, maybe not. It's a little bit of a sleeper. But the complainer, the whiner, the piece of shit that was Paul O'Neill. Paul mm, yeah. O'Neill. Um, this is these these are people cheering sarcastically right now. Um, just um, you know, I, if I had to pick, he was kind of the only hateable one of that gang of the Jeter era Yankees. You couldn't hate Bernie Williams. You couldn't hate Rivera. Um, in fact, if you'll entertain a brief sidebar, did you did you see? We're going back a couple of years. When well, when did Mo retire? Not last year, but previous year, maybe. Uh, three. Yeah, three. Three years ago, maybe? The salute that they gave Mariano Rivera at Fenway Park was both both um, off-base, I thought, and, and also too long and too kissy-face. It was both. Because the first because they made him sit through, like, two minutes of a recap of when he, he blew the game in 04. <laughs> and, like, even I was like, the guy's retiring. Leave him alone. He's heard this enough. Greatest closer of all time. You don't have to show that. I know. and But... He, being as classy as he is, he took it in stride. And they also had a portrait of him. I think it was a portrait of him recreating a moment. And I was in Fenway for this moment. It's one of my favorite moments ever in, 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 a, in a baseball game. Um, it might have been 2006 or so. I don't remember the exact year. But it was opening day at Fenway. But the Red Sox had already played in New York. 
And in uncharacteristic fashion, Rivera had blown a couple saves, mm-hmm. right? And so we come to Fenway, and they're doing the opening day introductions, and they say, um, you know, the the pit. What number did you wear? You should know that. No, I don't number do numbers. Whatever. I've okay, never done okay, numbers. Whatever yeah. uh, number, whatever Mariano Rivera, and you kind of everyone's gut reaction is, well, we're going to boo him, but people started cheering because he had just he had blown two games right, and so right. and Rivera just just again I hate to admit it but so classy had a huge smile on his face he knew exactly why people were cheering he tipped his cap and um, that's, that's what's that's great about you sports roll. you can that's, have you can have I thought like, you were uh, about to put him on your list I'm a little scared you should be talking no. about Paul O'Neill who, I know. by the way he's there's not much more to say about the Paul fact O'Neill. that O'Neill is one of my top ten favorite players of all time is yeah. exactly why he should be on your list. Yeah, um, a guy that um, is not that good, and I don't think he necessarily had a high opinion of himself, but he just is the guy that I always felt like we should get out, we couldn't get him out, and I just feel like he it looked like he was arguing after every pitch, or maybe every, he was just he, talking. He took yeah. every every you know fourth inning ground out. He took. So personally, right. and he Slamming would go back to the, yeah. the dugout just fucking furious. Yeah. And that drove everybody else crazy. We loved it. Yeah, of course. He was our guy. He's fire, man. And yeah. he was much better Yankee than any of us had expected that, when we traded for him. Do you remember who uh, who we got for him? Who we had to deal for him? Uh, to get Paul O'Neill yeah. from the Reds, was it? Yep, yep. Um, Darren Bragg. No, I think it was uh, Roberto Kelly, believe oh. it or not. Roberto Kelly, who was like a young up and coming, he'd started to slump a little. So people were like, "Why are we giving up on him for this this guy?" And it turned out he was uh, he was a Yankee hero. My horrible Roberto Kelly story, which I'll tell the short version of, is just random game in the '90s. I'm, I have good seats at Fenway, Red Sox Yankees, uh, ninth inning. I forget who our shitty closer was at the time, but um, something like socks up by one um, and. Uh, Maybe sucks up by two with a man on. Roberto Kelly is could be the last out. We're cheering for the final out. And there were these two Yankee fans sitting in front of me. One of them goes, put it in the net. Put it in the net. Next pitch, in the net. <laughs> Yankees tie it up. Goes to extra innings. We brought in this pitcher named Matt Young, who we called Dormat Young, who was a head Matt case. Young. We ended up losing that game. Uh, it was Roberto so, Kelly, by the way. I just checked on that. Oh. Thing. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, our our fraternity brother Jeff Weissman. What what did he call Roberto Kelly? I don't remember. Bobby Kelly. Bobby. Because he thought that he was actually friends with people on his fantasy baseball team, so he could call them <laughs> by their nickname. Um, anyway, this is a quality list. I enjoyed this. Pretty good. And it goes to show you, we, we like many great podcasters. You take what should be a simple list of three apiece and stretch it for. Hold on. Oh God! How long was this segment? I can't. Thirty-one minutes. Oh, Jesus, that's All not right. bad. No. We've had worse. We but that to, should do it. I that think should that do should it. do it yeah. for this this episode. I agree. Um, until next time, that's Melt. This was Dave, and um, we'll be back soon as the summer of 2018 approaches and the rivalry heats up. New York, Boston, enemy lines. It's gonna be See a you good next year. time. It's gonna be a great year. Alexa, what time is it? It's time for Margie Plaprood Saves the World. When the roof's on fire, the country's in turmoil, and it seems like everything's going Who are you going to call? Your favorite bleeding heart is back. 
Margie Claproot is here to save the world. Margie Claproot here. We are going to save the world. I've never done a podcast. And here I am doing a podcast. And I'm ticked off. I bet you are too. New episodes of Margie Claproot Saves the World every Monday on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.